Welcome to Church Folks, the new podcast where we interview folks from our church community about who they are and what God is doing in their lives. I'm Zach Dunlap, pastor of Multisite at Birmingham and Berkeley First. Throughout the Bible, people are encouraged to bear witness to what they have seen and heard. Continuing in that tradition, this podcast offers a forum for people to get to know one another and be inspired. Our hope is that the stories of these church folks empower you to share your stories, to inspire others, and to be a part of beloved community together. I'm here today with Chelsea Rose Jabori. Chelsea, what gets you out of bed in the morning? I would say the hope of Jesus Christ. Um, I, I have a long history of suffering from anxiety and depression, and it used to be such a struggle to get out of bed in the morning to not see the light in the darkness. And now every morning I can get up and just be hopeful for the day and know that God is with me to start in the day. And it just helps so much. I just get up in the morning and I say, Lord, today's in your hands. And it just takes all the weight off of me. That's beautiful, Chelsea. What do you love? I love being at peace. I love the feeling of peace. I I feel like before I got big into Christianity, I didn't feel at peace. I felt like my soul was restless. And just the overwhelming love that I feel, that just creates so much peace. I'm just loving that feeling of peace. One of the ancient saints of the church said, the soul is restless till it finds its rest in God. I think it's actually writing in the first person and said, my soul is restless until it finds its rest in you. And I'm so thankful that you have found and are finding that rest in God. How have you experienced God at work in your life? Um, I've definitely experienced him in multiple ways. Um, let's see, one of them would be just my level of patience, for sure. I feel like my level of patience is a lot higher because I'm able to just be reminded that as a Christian, to be gentle and kind. And by being gentle and kind, it's opened up more doors to uh, being able to just kind of spread the word of God and just to show like, even despite like having a bad day, like I could still show that I'm at peace and I'm grateful to be alive. What brought you into the church in general and into this church in particular? Well, uh, let's see. When my father passed away, I was going to the table and I was kind of going back and forth with God. And uh, the funny thing was actually, I kind of tested God, I guess, at first, because I grew up in a small Christian church and I told God, okay, so if you could find me a small Christian church that won't judge me based on my past that I'll go back. And I'm like, oh, good luck, you know, because <laughs> I have a very checkered past. So, and then just going to the table, I realized how open everybody was. And when my dad passed, actually, I uh, went to this prayer meeting at my mother's church and I actually felt the Holy Spirit. I was prayed over and I heard angels singing. I'm, I'm looking around. I'm like, does anybody still hear that? And nobody else could hear that. And it just kind of was like, I felt like the whole time God was kind of like, tapping me. I just kept saying, no, no, and no. And then just having this church be so open with me and giving me time to grow in my faith on my own time was really helpful. I didn't feel pressured or anxious about, am I being the right Christian I'm supposed to be? I love that you speak about that tap, those kind of nudges almost. Um, I think 
God nudges all of us, and uh, it's up to us how we respond to those taps, to those nudges. Chelsea, what value do you find in being part of Christian community? Um, it's coming from, you know, a, a a group of friends who are very supportive, but they're not religious whatsoever. Just having a community of people that love and support me and support my Christianity is really valuable to me because I feel like it helps me grow as a person. And we've definitely seen that growth. What gifts, talents, experiences, or abilities have kind of shaped your experience of God in the world? Um, I think my ability to teach has been a big shape for me. And it's actually, I feel like it's shaped even more after becoming a Christian because I'm able to talk about my experiences and to share my faith with everyone. And then I'd say for sure, my ability to reach out to people and actually talk to people about God has really like shaped as well, like the ability to actually speak with people and not be afraid. I love how you talked about um, that giftedness that you had and how that giftedness kind of grew even more as a Christian. Um, I think God gives different gifts and talents and passions to everyone on the whole face of the earth. Um, But scripture also says that, you know, when we are in Christ, that the Holy Spirit gives us gifts. The Spirit equips us to be a part of God's work in the world. And it's really cool to hear how you experience that kind of multiplying in your own life. God taking what you were already naturally good at and then kind of giving you the spiritual power to do that to an even greater extent. When have you felt closest to God? I would say um, another thing that I've really been progressing with is my ability to heal. And I feel like when I am able to heal or just pray with somebody, I feel like that's when I'm the most close to God because I could just, I feel him fill me with the Holy Spirit. And I just feel the ultimate ability to just touch somebody and feel the heat of God and just the the blessings that come from that and seeing the wave of relief over someone's face after you pray with them. Can you share a time where, where you maybe felt God's healing power or presence uh, in a particularly close and real way? Um, for sure. Let's see. It's been a few times. The the biggest time would be, I, I went when I went to this this prayer service. They when they prayed over me, the interesting thing was they they sensed the the kind of the demon that's trying to still attach to me, and I felt so close to God because as they were praying over me, I was able to just renounce the devil again and just just repeat it and to just pray with them as they're praying with me. And I just really felt that God was just cleansing me even more of any extra like demon I have attached to me. Scripture says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Chelsea, when have you felt furthest from God? I was dabbling in different religions before I was a Christian, and I actually dabbled in some Satanism. That's something I didn't think I could come back from, honestly, because it was such a, I was in such a deep level that I just didn't think I could get out of it. And I did, I felt very far away from God, and I felt very like empty and very just unsure of my future. And it's just like, it was just like, just, yeah, just empty feeling. 
And it just took so long to realize that I didn't have to feel that anymore. What would you say to someone who's listening to this and is maybe sensing that that emptiness right now? What would you say to encourage them or maybe offer them hope? I would say that, you know, if you're not a practicing Christian, sometimes you'll feel like, hey, I have more freedom because I could, you know, do whatever I want. And the answer is no. I mean, you don't have the ultimate freedom when you're not a Christian. You know, you may feel like, hey, I'm free and I do, you know, do anything. But I feel most free as a Christian. And I would say just keep trying, keep denouncing the devil, keep practicing your faith, keep reading the Bible and just push through it because you will find the light in the darkness. You just have to keep pushing through all those negative voices in your head saying it's too late or, you know, you're never going to become the best Christian you could be because being a Christian doesn't mean being perfect. It means just being filled with the Holy Spirit and trying your best. And even if you sin, you know, God still forgives you and you could keep pushing through all of that sin. Absolutely. You know, I've talked with so many people over the years who have thought like, uh, you know, oh, a church. Oh, I could never, you know, go to a church or be part of a church. I'd be struck with a bolt of lightning just by walking through the doors and stuff like that. And it's like, no, that's not it. You know, there, there's a place for you um, in Christian community. And uh, we really do um, strive to accept people just the way they are and love people just the way they are, because that's how God loves each and every one of us. And God welcomes us uh, not only um, into the you know dinner party, so to speak, but into his own family. Chelsea, what's the hardest thing you've ever been through? Mm, I would definitely say the loss of my dad, for sure. Uh, it was a sudden, it was a heart attack. So at that moment, it was, it was very strange. It was very hard. And since I was kind of in between my faith, I just was very conflicted and confused. And I was like, well, what what are you trying to do, guy? Like what, you know, it was like, like, I felt like, I felt like I was pushed down a well and I couldn't get out. And I was in this fog for so long and I just, I kept praying through it, not really expecting much to come out of all the prayers because I sure still wasn't sure. And I think by the constant prayers that I was going through, it kind of helped me deal with the loss of my father even more. What would you say to someone who's who's experiencing or has experienced loss and is maybe in the depths of grief right now, who feels like you said that they've been kind of tossed down a well? Um, what would you say to someone who's feeling like that? That it's it does get easier. I mean, you will still miss the person and you still, you'll still have your hard days. You know, there are days where I'm like, God, could you just give me one more day with him? But the interesting thing is, I feel like even if you do lose somebody, they're still with you. And I just want anyone to know too, that despite that darkness, there is a light at the end of that tunnel and it will make you grow as a person. Death will either make you better or bitter. And you have to allow it to make you better rather than letting that anger and confusion and grief consume you. You're only in your 30s, Chelsea, but you've already lived in some ways a pretty full life. You've shared with us a bit. Can you tell us more about your faith journey? Well, um, let's see here. I was I was raised a Christian and um, through the years, I, I stayed a Christian in a small little Bible church 
when I was eight, I moved up here to the Royal Oak area and my mom had married my stepfather who was Catholic. So I feel like that was the beginning of my rocky relationship with God because I I liked my small Bible church and by becoming a Catholic, I, I, it wasn't the right faith for me. I, I support people that are Catholic and if that's the right faith for you, fantastic. But for me, it was not the right faith. So I feel like that kind of pushed me a little away from God. And when I was 18, I completely denounced faith. I got a, you know, a few satanic symbols tattooed on me and I started walking the ways of a Satanist. I completely rejected the Lord. I, I felt like that God wasn't with me anymore. I felt like, you know, he didn't care about me. And because of all of the death and the long history of pain I went through, I was like, God doesn't exist to me. It took a long time. I went through different religions, um, Satanism, Wiccan, Egyptian, like studying the different gods and goddesses. I tried everything and I still felt that empty hole. So it took a lot of struggle to get to that point because the, like I said, the people I was surrounded with were not followers of Jesus Christ. So I thought I was doing just fine. It took many years of God, like I said, kind of nudging at me to come back because every time I was trying to come back, something would happen where I just was like, no, forget it. I don't want, I, it's not worth it for me. So I feel like at the end of that, all of the struggles that I finally said, okay, let's give this another try. It's because, you know, I just realized I've tried all these religions. I don't feel good. I feel sad and depressed and lonely. I kept testing God. I was just like, you know what? Just give me a small church devil. Accept me. He finally answered my prayers. And I was like, okay, fine. I'll give it a shot. You know, because I have had situations where I've tried going to a church and based on my tattoos, they have rejected me. And there are some churches that are like that. So like, it's just that long journey of just finding the right fit. Because the thing is with churches, not everyone's going to be the right fit for you. You have to find the right fit for you. Totally. Yeah. I mean, Christ is not divided. It's the same Jesus, whether yes. it's Catholic or Presbyterian or Baptist or Bible church or Methodist or whatever. Um, but there is, there is value in finding, you know, a community of believers that you really feel like you can be um, a part of. Um, you know, I'm curious, uh, what your, your friends that you had when you were dabbling in different religions and even in Satanism and stuff like that, um, as you came to Christ or came back to Christ, how did your friends react to that? Well, I, I have a handful of friends that stay with me and they've accepted that I am a Christian. At, at first they, they about fell over because they were like, that's never going to happen. Um, the other half of them have not accepted me for my religion. And I have lost half my friends because they just don't see this way of life as the way that they want to follow. And they think it's maybe a little insane for me to do it just because of the fact that they know me as somebody that I used to be. The interesting thing is they know me as this person that I look at pictures and I don't even recognize that person anymore. But the handful that have stayed with me have been very supportive and very open with me. And even some of them are looking to even just observe in my study group. That's really cool. I mean, hard, obviously, to lose, to lose friends, to lose connections. Um, I think, you know, oftentimes Christians, you know, 
uh, talk about following Jesus as if it's 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 this way to get all this stuff or all these things. And clearly, there are tremendous blessings in this life and in the life to come that that uh, are a part of following Jesus. But there's hardship also. There's loss also, um, and that is a very hard but true reality to the faith. But I think it's so important um, for all of us as believers to have friends both inside and outside of the church. I mean, if somebody's only friends are church folks, um, that's pretty inward focused. (laughs) You know, we need to have friends um, in our communities, in our neighborhood, in the outside world. And I think it's so cool that you have um, these, these uh, connections and friendships um, that are tremendously diverse. I think that God is really honored in that. Chelsea, is there a particular story in scripture that you connect with, something that resonates with your lived experience? Uh, Let's see. I would definitely say when, I believe it it was Peter that denied Jesus and he denied him three times. And I feel like I can really connect with that. I feel like through the years, there have been those times where I denied Jesus, despite the miracles I've seen when I was younger. And I just really connect with his story. Three times, Peter rejects Jesus, denies even knowing him. And then later on, after Jesus's death and resurrection, Jesus seeks Peter out. He reconnects with him. And as they're walking along the shoreline, Jesus asks him three times, do you love me? And each time Peter says, yes. And Jesus says, feed my sheep. He says, you've got work to do. Not only are you back in the family, you're back in the family business. And I think that's just so true uh, with you, Chelsea. You're, you're back in the family. You're back in the family business. And uh, in some ways, even though you may have left the fold, uh, God never left you, but has been lovingly pursuing you just as God lovingly pursues each and every person. What would you say to someone who's been wandering from Christ or has gone and done life on their own for a while? What invitation might you offer to them? On your faith journey, there will be days where you're going to struggle and you're going to kind of miss your old self. You're going to think of those times, but it's never too late that despite those struggles of balancing your life and making peace with your old life, you will push through it and it's never too late. Like you may think you're so far out and that you're, you're like so far from the flock of sheep essentially, but you're never too far. As as the saying goes, you know, you know, he leaves the 99. So it's just like, just remember that, like I said, you're never too far, that you will get through this and you just have to keep working hard at it. In the beginning, it is. It is extremely difficult to figure out where you want your faith journey to go. But the thing is, it's not in your hands. It's in God's hands. You just have to say, give it to God, help me on my journey and just help me through any sort of struggles I'm dealing with on my heart. I tell folks all the time that our job as the church, as community together, is to help unbelievers become believers. 
believers become full-fledged disciples and disciples become disciple makers and leaders in the church. You're doing just that, sister. Do you want to tell us about the small group that you're leading right now? Yes, I am leading a small group based on, uh, I'm calling it Facing Anxiety with Faith. It's based on anxiety, worry, depression, and other sort of mental struggles you might be going through. So it's very much so, you know, we we start off with a good prayer and then we do a good like mental health check and how everyone's doing. And then after that, we dig into the video we're watching about anxiety and we talk about that and how we felt sort of anxiety that week and what we did to deal with it. Then we go into talking about a few scriptures based on the topic of either worry or anxiety or any sort of struggle anyone's dealing with in the video. And um, after that, we just make sure we get our prayer request in and we really just support each other and just remind each other that nobody's alone in their mental struggles, that we're there for them. If you want more information about Chelsea's small group or any of our small groups or journey groups, you can email Pastor Rachel at rdunlap at berkeleyfirst.org or rdunlap at fumcbirmingham.org. One more question, Chelsea. What encouragement would you give to others who are looking to deepen their spiritual journey? I would say take risk. I would say for sure, give it to God. And like, for example, just me running this Bible study, I work like multiple jobs and God kept pushing me to do it. And I just said, you know, God, this is you know, kind of insane. Um, but I knew that he was pulling me to do it. So I just say, take risk in your faith. And just, if you feel a calling to go for it, because it will help deepen your faith. And also just keep diving into scripture, keep the inspiration going in your life so that you will grow in your faith and reach out to others, reach out to your community. Just if you're struggling, don't be afraid to just say, hey, I need help. And I need help growing in this part of my faith journey. Just let us know. Chelsea, it's an honor to talk with you today and a joy to be the church together. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for having me. That concludes this episode of Church Folks. Thanks for joining us. You can find out more about Birmingham and Berkeley First on our websites, fumcbirmingham.org and berkeleyfirst.org. Take some time this week to share your story, listen to the stories of others, and look for those points of intersection with the greatest story ever told, the continually unfolding story of God's love in Jesus Christ. Peace.